0: We want to hear about what's happening in your town, suburb, school, church, community project or organization. Send your information,
1: stories, achievements, events and news to content at kpulpit.co.za.
2: Good evening everyone. We're at the top of the hour right now and you're tuned into 180 Degrees on 7 to 9 a.m. I'm your host at the most Zoe George and I'm joined with my other host with the other most, Michaela Preston.
1: Oh, it is great to be announced by Zoe. Guys, <laughs> the top of the hour, it's definitely such a blessing to be here, always.
2: <laughs> yeah, indeed it is. Like, we're so excited for this show. We've got something very fun for you guys. We have a man in here who is really living by the word, like to the T, not compromised at all. His story is super inspirational and everything he stands for is everything you would want a young Christian man to stand for. You guys must listen to this show. Like it's not even, I'm not even saying you can tune out. You have to, we're going to be going on live at about 20 past seven. But if you do miss it, you can find it on our podcast, which will be uploaded on Wednesday on www.kpulpit.co.za. Apart from this guy, who's going to be like the highlight of the show. We have some fun things for you guys, some cool tips you might want to incorporate into your life. Um, you might also want to do some fun things this weekend that Michaela does and some other biblical facts that you might find interesting but yeah you guys want to stay tuned for this one it's going to be a fun one so guys,
1: what I did this weekend. Now, once again, Zoe has not come with me and guys, I'm leaving the next one to her cuz like honestly now, I want I am being more I'm more interested here with Zoe. would be going what places Zoe would be
2: going to. Do you know what I've been doing? I have an exam every weekend of October. So, I've been writing in my room every weekend. <laughs> That's what I've been doing. Okay,
1: so if you guys want to study, go to Zoe's
2: house.
1: <laughs> um, but this weekend, guys, I don't know if you heard, but the Mojo Market has been such a vibe. It is in Seapoint, and um, <clears throat> if you go there, you would see bars, you know, good food, live music. They even have the sports up, and you're allowed to even do events there. I mean, I've went there so many times, you know, and seeing all these different restaurants there, it has a sense of like community.
2: It you does. Know? It's a very nice place.
1: Exactly. And there's something for everybody. So if you are vegan, if you um like certain foods, there's a variety of many things. And then the live music is like... It's so amazing. You get to enjoy our South African music, our mm. South African artists. And I think that is, that is my enjoyment when I go to Mojo Market. I still feel like it feels like home, yeah. you know, in, in the weirdest sense that, you know, if you look out, you see the beach. But when you come into this place, you feel like you are connected to a community and that you can just sit and eat and connect with other, uh, people around you and then also just enjoy good
2: music. Yeah, that sounds, it, it's always very fun going to the Mojo market, especially the fact that you mentioned the music is local and it's live. You can watch the rugby there and that's a mm. very local South African pastime. And then you have food from all around the world.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I was sitting there and watching the soccer or any kind of uh, sport event and hearing how everyone is going on and sharing, you know, you feel like oh, like you were part of something. And I feel like that is so many. We miss that. We miss out on those things so many times because we're all busy in our own worlds. But it's nice to feel a part of something. And the Mojo market definitely gives you that. I felt like if we were marketing them really well, they should tune in for this segment mm-hmm. because we're killing it. Definitely, guys. So if you really want that community feel, if you are visiting Cape Town, definitely go to the Mojo Market and get a taste of what Cape Town really is.
2: Yeah, it truly is. a Because, you know, Cape Town is a melting pot of different cultures. Mm. So I think, like you said, definitely represented in the Mojo Market. Now let's just head on straight into the tips and see where that takes us.
1: Zoe on 180 Degrees. So, guys, these are the tips for this evening, the do's and don'ts when you are in t- Cape Town or even traveling to Cape Town or thinking of just chilling in Cape Town for, uh, you know, the festive season. Uh, the first do is start your Cape Town trip on a high by taking a hike to Lion's Head or Table Mountain and just embracing the Cape Town view and feel 'Cause I feel like hiking and and uh going to Lions Head or Table Mountain is such a commun communi- communal <laughs> there we go. Such a communal thing. Like everybody tends to just take a hike. You know, if you are energetic and you know, want to start your day on a high, a hike is the best thing to do in Cape Town. And then a don't is don't ever count on the internet working here.
2: Mm, especially during load shedding. Exactly. Your signal will be gone.
1: Guys, they advise you to please get a local SIM so that you can always stay connected. But the Wi-Fi and, like, vital connection, it does not happen that much in Cape Town. Because I know in the U.S., wherever you go, there's, like wi-fi everywhere yeah but in cape town that is not the case so getting yourself a local sim is a must-have Yeah,
2: you can't even really come this you know rely on local wi-fi like malls and stuff because sometimes they only give you 30 minutes or a certain amount of coverage.
1: Exactly. A don't is be don't ever be in the dark about load shedding. Please guys. <laughs> that is a fun play on words, but it actually it's true. Know what the schedule is. You need to know what the schedule is because you don't want to be outside when there is load shedding and it's mm-hmm. at night. You know? Just be aware of your surroundings definitely, because it's not very it's not that safe, let's put it as that. So find out what the what the schedule is in Cape Town and um what the load sheeting hours is, especially for your area, and just be aware of it. Do you agree with me, Zoe?
2: I totally do. I think there are multiple tracking apps that you can use and this is just one such that you should use. So another well, the, I didn't mention the name of the app, I just realized. It's called Eskom Sur Push. That's the app I use. It's very reliable.
1: Thank you, Zoe, for that reliability, <laughs> if that's a word. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, another don't is don't expect too much from South African cuisines. Now, I was like, oh, they're a bit harsh, you know, when I read this. But yeah. the thing is, I get it. You know, we have some type of weird things. Sometimes it's like chicken feet or sheep's head or fish, fish face. And it's a bit questionable. Mm, With the Mappani worms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Worms. And it's a bit questionable for people that are foreigners that want to try our cuisine. Like, they're not always into it. Maybe it would be okay for us because we know these types of food. But for someone that is coming from the U.S. or coming from overseas, you know, you're not used to these things. So it might not always be the best idea to run ahead of well face-first into our South African cuisines. What do you think, Zoe?
2: I agree with you completely. I do think that if you're adventurous enough, you might like it. But Mm. generally, you know, you want to take baby steps. Start with the snacks.
1: Exactly, guys. But I'm not saying stay away from South African cuisine. Please do try what you know, (laughs) like what you can see. Okay, this seems like bread. Then go for it. Um do not waste an opportunity not to try our foods because I do believe that we do have good cuisines. It's just things that look a bit questionable. Maybe just step a bit back. <laughs> um a Don't is don't withdraw too much money. Mm. Now, um if you are going to the ATM outside, guys, just be aware of your surroundings again. They say the max you can withdraw just to keep in your pocket for change is 3,000 rand. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the max that you should withdraw outside. And I get it because, like, it's not always that safe to withdraw loads of cash. So 3000 is a good, um, how can I say, a hand of cash to keep around with you, on you, so that you're not withdrawing every second you go out. Mm, good advice. Uh, Feel free to rent out a car. That is very important that if you want to get around and you don't want to use public transport because it's not always the safest option, rent out a car just so that you can, you know, check out Cape Town and get a map and see where are the must-be places, where are the places with views that you want to check out. You know, jot out your day and go and see those places. And then lastly, do not forget to carry your bottle of water with you wherever you go
2: yes i feel like even if you're not in cape town just generally that's something Mm -hmm. you should try to do to stay hydrated
1: yeah guys so those are the tips you know if you are coming to cape town and you're a bit new to the vibe uh, it's the do's and don'ts be aware of load shedding be aware of you know your surroundings and also
2: you know get to know us yeah it's a lovely beautiful mother city rainbow nation it's a great place to be. Now let's just take a short break, but we'll be right on back with a cool interview. 180 degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m.
0: Visit our website now, now, www.imymovements.co.za
1: Okay guys, so we're in the interview part of the show and we have Mr. Clinton Schaefer on the line with us. He is a God fearing twenty nine year old man that's currently studying uh his psychology. Um and he used to work as a fireman and yeah, he's just such a blessing and such a God fearing man and I feel like there's so much that we can learn from him. Welcome Clinton.
0: Oh, thank you so much for having me. (laughs) I really appreciate it. It's (laughs) a blessing.
2: The pleasure and blessing is honestly all ours, Mr. Schaefer.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much.
1: (laughs) So the first question, going right into it, that we would love to ask you is, tell us a bit more about yourself.
0: Oh, well, me, um, number one, I'm a God-fearing guy. Um, Jesus is my Savior. Um, I wouldn't be here uh, without him, though. It's carried me so far, me and my family, um, number one, I love Jim. <laughs> uh, he's given me that coping mechanism. Uh, number two, um I'm very, very a very nice person. I love to smile. Um, yes. And that's me in a nutshell. And um I love I love church, you know, I love the people. Um, and I love actually helping people. It's my desire. And um, that's a gift that God has given me, you know, to to assist and help those in need. And that's me and a child.
2: Wow. So can you tell us when you got saved?
0: When I got saved, I was at the age of 16. Oh,
2: wow.
0: Um, at Tabernacle of praise, under spiritual mentor, my uh, spiritual father, Apostle John Gordon, and Pastor Sharon Gordon. Um, one day, my brother came into the room and mom came and said, uh, my twin brother got saved and I was like, awesome, you know? And I felt like I was pushed. And you know, when one person gets saved um in the household, it's like mm. a lighthouse. And um that sparked something in me and automatically there's a seat place inside of me. And yes, amen. And I'm here today. thankful,
1: That is awesome, you know. I feel like the day we got saved is such a pivotal moment. Oh, in did our you lives. get saved yeah. on the same day? No, no,
2: no. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a that <laughs> <laughs> Zoe's is
1: yeah. just out here connecting us, eh?
0: <laughs>
1: um, a question I wanted to ask you was, you know, being saved so young, what are the challenges you faced, you know, keeping the straight and narrow?
2: Mm.
0: What say the straight and narrow, like it's, it's, it's been, it's been a tough situation. Though regarding, uh, when, you know, when you're a young man, you know, you have different feelings coming up because you don't know where you are. Like I. To be honest with you, I, I suffered from, um, uh, in terms of, um, low confidence
2: mm-hmm. or
0: lack of confidence in myself. Um, I was really scared speaking in front of people, you know, and I, I didn't see myself as a, as a, as an awesome, um, God-fearing or good-looking person. I would look myself in the mirror and, and I struggled with myself with identity. Um, mm-hmm. But God is so faithful, He calls you by name, you know you're nurtured for you your mother's mm-hmm. womb or your mother's womb, and um that has been a struggle, especially with lust, last you know with a as a young mm-hmm. teenager, you know um the struggle um uh, keeping a pure past, you know, and it's the early age we use, we are started my relationship with God
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, It's quite something new for me, but that has been a struggle for me, yeah,
2: wow. Well, thank you for being yeah. so candid about that. I feel like <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: I feel like many Christians, many young mm. Christians tend to try and make it seem like they were just born perfect. Yeah. And it's always yeah. refreshing it's to see someone come out and say, "No, like I'm not perfect. That's why I have Jesus. That he's helping yes. me stay on this path." Mm. So, I would like Amen. to ask, what has been your motivation to keep on serving God?
0: Oh, definitely. Oh, thank you. That's an awesome question. My motivation is like Matthew 28, the Great Commission, you know, you died on the cross for us. So it's our duty. It's my duty. It's your duty to actually spread the gospel. And that's been a drive. That's a drive of the Holy Spirit that you need to express how God loves everybody. And, um, that we're not saved for ourselves. And that's been my my drive, you know, to help those who need to show that Jesus is the way that truth and the light. Amen. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, being your age, like 29-year-old, uh, being a 29-year-old and still, you know, going strong and trying to save yourself yeah. for marriage, you know, it's not yeah. an easy task to do. True. So True. what has been your mindset around that? Like, why are you doing it?
0: But being that um, from a young age, like coming from the household, it's that the basics and the foundation was laid from a very young age from a mm. mom and a dad, that he said in the service to save marriage, because in Psalms 119, uh, um, Beth states that how can a young man keep his way pure? Mm. By according to the word, and you know, John states that God is the word. So God's the word, and meaning that we have to stay faithful to him. It's a consistent thing, a relationship. And um, that is the foundation that, uh, foundation is laid there for me. So the was bestowed in me, and mm-hmm. it, it was a value and a moral and a standard that every believer should take from every child or every son or daughter.
2: Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. That just reminds me of, like, whenever I've spoken to older, like, yeah. elders in the church about things like this, because obviously I'm not married, so I'm not speaking from experience, yes. but it's just one of those things that. Um, when you finally get to that point where you are married and Mm -hmm. you are able to live as God wanted you to in your marriage, it's like you almost don't even miss all the time that you spent unmarried, if that makes sense. So I think it's it's just a beautiful idea that, you know, one day like we get there and it's like, wow, it's like there was no time that transpired. Yeah. 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 So I would like to also ask, um, what have been your downfalls on this journey, if you would like to share them? If you don't, I completely understand.
0: Of course, even like my downfall, um, it's been my um, faith, though so actually not. I'm, um, to be honest with you, like you know, being a virgin, you know, like it's been has been keeping away lust, you know, it's been it's been tough though. In, you know, keeping the path straight because it's a consistent thing that you have to keep on praying. And the temptation, you keep on mm. praying, you keep on praying because mm. it's like watering a plant. Mm. And you take the water as the analogy It's the spirit. So if you keep on swelling yourself with the spirit because the Bible says that the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. And if you gratify the flesh, you know, the spirit become weak. And if you gratify the spirit, the flesh will become weak. So it's been a consistent thing where um, I had to keep on praying, keep on fasting, you know, so that in Job 31 it says, I copy the scripture, it says that um, you have to you making a covenant a covenant with your eyes, you know, not to lust mm. upon a young woman. And it's a consistent thing that has been a downfall to me there. That, you know, um, you fall into lust and, you know, the temptation comes, but you have to stay consistent and you stay in part of Christ. And that's been my downfall, though. And especially, though, um, the the shame, though, like, gets to you. But mm. in Christ, um, states in Proverbs and um, 16, says that the whole righteous man falls seven times. Um, he rises up again. So states that we fall, but we um, just get up, get mm. up. And like Apostle mm-hmm. Paul speaks even about the thorn in his flesh, you know he advises that he's the worst sinner, but the one thing God is faithful in his greatest sufficient that, that nutshell for me. <laughs> yeah
1: no that's that's honestly powerful um it's still such a blessing to yeah. know that there are men out, out there like you, you know that is twenty nine years old, and that he's saving themselves from marriage. like I think as women, yeah. we like, oh, oh, men. There, there's not men like that. It would be very rare to find, <laughs> and um, you know, we yeah. try, we tend to make excuses for us to fall into sin. You know, and knowing That's that, true. hearing that there is someone like yourself out there, I think it's really just a testament to many young people out there that, you know, it is yeah. possible. So I would like to ask you, like, what advice do you could you give to the young uh, the younger generation that, you know, haven't fallen into sin and want to carry this path mm-hmm. but knows that there's obviously going to yeah. be bullying and there's going to be uh, people criticizing them and saying so many things and they won't fit in, you know, what advice would you give to those young people?
0: My advice is don't compromise mm-hmm. your faith for anybody, irrespective of what comes your way, you know, God will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not compromise your faith ever. Irrespective, of things don't go your way. Um, even going, get through a bad relationship, come out of that relationship, you keep, you keep it. Mm-hmm. Because there is, um, repercussions, uh, <laughs> and, and causes that, that will, that will make you want to give in. But never give up though.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's why I stated Psalm 19, like, how can you keep your way pure? A uh, young man keeps his way pure. It's like, according to the word. And we realize that God is just the basic notification. You know, you, you're, you're a rock, you won't be rude. Yeah. And you just keep on praying and trusting. And number two, have the proper friends, friends that will mm. guide you, that will teach you. And there's going to be a lot of people that's not going to, that's going to make fun. That's not going to stand with you. And you think they're going to stand for you, but you will learn at the end, uh, they're not for you. Mm. So that is my encouragement
2: that was very sound advice especially the one about friends um i feel like people don't realize that you know you can be a good Mm. person not necessarily that you will surround yourself with bad people but they may have different morals than you and Mm -hmm. you can stay strong for a very long time maybe longer times than more people can but it becomes more and more difficult and Mm. At a certain point, you have to ask yourself, why am I exposing myself to this? If they're not changing, if you're not trying to change them, if you're not trying to be a beacon of light to them, why yeah. are you exposing yourself to this weakness wherein you mm. can't even like, it's, make, it's becoming more and more difficult for you to stand in what you believe in? I have another question sure. that's a bit sensitive, cool. but I think it really applies to this. So there are many young people who... Maybe they did not grow up in the church or they grew up in the church, but they didn't take yes. it very seriously. As a result, they did not honor this vow to, to keep themselves for marriage. And maybe they didn't even yes. do it because they wanted to. Maybe they were pressured by mm. their significant yes. other. And they yes. kind of feel yes. now that they've done this horrible thing. You know, I've I've spoken yes. to friends like this. She, I have a friend who even told me, you know, I even went and got rebaptized, but I fell. So I don't even know if there's a point in trying to stay, you know, trying to go back to Mm. keeping myself for marriage, to staying celibate. What advice do you have for them? Obviously, we all know that Christ washes us clean Mm. of our sins and he loves us regardless of what we do. But sometimes knowing that in theory is not enough for many young people, especially. Mm. So do you have any advice for those people?
0: My advice is to, <laughs> is to get, you know, iron sharpens iron. Mm. Um, no is perfect for the, the proper people. You know, it's, it's it's a mind thing. It's a mind system. It works like that. So you have to get the proper friends that can be able to encourage mm. you, to advise you. Like, it's not too late. It's never too late for Christ, though. Although you're giving yourself up or you've made mistakes, there's no mistake that's beyond... Saving
2: mm-hmm.
0: everybody, irrespective. Of that doesn't defy your choices. Never defies you, never. Mm-hmm. And and I believe in Christ though. Um, he can make you beautiful, white as snow. In some, I some mean, not Psalm 51. David explained it beautifully. Creating you a new heart, cleans you like snow. You know, blemishes. You know as well. Um, and that's my advice though. You know, it's get 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 into church. You know, stay. In the, Get good friends, you know, Mm. in in Christ, you know, brothers and sisters, you know, because iron sharpens iron. That's the best way it could be because you need that support, it's confidence, so we can speak to encourage you, because we're supposed to encourage each other, Mm. because we're not safe for for ourselves, though, and we need each other, and that's what we call church. Mm. Community. (laughs) Together we are the church.
1: Yeah, that is that is so true. I had that. I have heard that saying that like obviously if you haven't tasted before, it becomes easier to stay away because you don't know what you're missing out on. Mm. Yeah, you know. But once you have tasted, it's a bit more difficult. And I agree with you that you need you need people to keep you grounded Mm. when it comes to things like especially friends that surround yourself with friends that can keep you accountable. That you know, dude, like you know this is going to tempt you, stay away. And I feel like if you have those type of friends, it would be a bit of a um, how can I say a backup in not
2: Mm. finding yourself
1: in situations that could tempt you,
2: you Mm. know, Uh, because
1: it's it's not easy.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah,
0: keeps you grounded though. (laughs)
1: Um, What I wanted to ask you was like, what has been the scripture that has kept you going? You know, in your journey oh, your 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 Christian yeah. walk and what does it mean to you?
0: Yeah, um prophecy aside, uh trust in the Lord with all your heart mm. and be not in your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and you shall direct your parts. It sounds like a monotonous or uh, uh a scripture that everybody knows, but mm. that isn't it, though, because we put your trust in God. You know, putting your trust in God it doesn't mean only just your trust in your faith, but to our identity in christ you're acknowledging you're acknowledging everything your faults you know your your goals your dreams uh your traditions everything you know it's in christ though and that's that's mean so much to me because he he promises that's a promise as well that's a promise because he's a promise keeper he doesn't lie in his word though yeah, and and he keeps promises and that's to say that you've got to reach your thoughts you know you honor him and you will honor you yeah. and uh that is,
1: that's a scripture that means so much to me. That is that is so awesome. Honestly, mm.
2: Clinton. Yes. Yeah. Clinton, Amen. you have been <laughs> such an inspiration on air, sharing to young people about something I feel like maybe we haven't spoken enough about here on 180 Degrees, but it, it's a good conversation. Yes. And I feel comfortable Amen. enough to ask you if you could please pray for us on air, for anyone who needs prayer, yes, and what God, you feel led to pray about by God. Mm. Amen. Amen.
0: Let's, let's pray, Lord Father. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity. We thank you, Father God, for your grace that is sufficient for us, Father God. I thank you, Father God, Lord Jesus, that this will be a testimony, Father God, to many up there, Father God. That this, Father God, will be the gospel, Father. This is the gospel, Father God, in Jesus' name, Father. Oh, Father, we pray, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, that every person, Father God, being guilt and shame, Father God, will know, Father, that their identity is found in Christ, Lord. That you are the truth, the way, and the light, Father God, Father, and pray in Jesus' name, Father God, that you believe, Father, and decree, Father God, that you make a way, Father God. Father, we believe, Father God, you are the truth, Father God. I pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, Father God, that you go before them, Father God, and Father, you've directed past in Jesus' name, Father, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank wow. you so Amen. much, Clinton. It was so amazing to have you on the show with us. We hope that you would be here next time like physically. <laughs> but it is yeah. it was awesome yeah. to actually God have really. you.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. Right. have an awesome day further. Thank you. you too. Bye. Bye. 180 degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, seven to nine AM. We've got something fun filled with Did You Know on this week's segment. I like it, actually, a lot of you might think I'm talking about something very foreign because I found out recently that there's a bit of a name change depending on which um what's the word which translation you are reading I have read many different translations, and I'm still trying to find my best one, but this one is an interesting one so it's about Queen Esther, so in the book of Esther, the first wife of King Ahasuerus, also known as King Xerxes in the NIV translation, which is the one I known him as. His wife is known as Queen Vashti. She is a Persian princess who is eventually dismissed when the king summons her to appear in the court at one of his parties and she refuses to do so. It's actually interesting because in modern day scholars have tried to make her into a bit of a feminist icon because she didn't do what her husband said. But I don't know how I feel about that. So that's not what we're talking about. It is on the advice of his advisors that she is dismissed because of her actions might encourage her to disobey her husband, which is. Not something you want to do in a marriage if you mm. want it to last very long. Especially so. from a point, a spiritual point of view. Exactly. The man has to be the head of the house. Mm-hmm. Especially as the king. So like his advisors were on to something over there when they said that. So that is how Queen Esther eventually became, you know, the queen of the nation at the time. But the interesting thing about this is according to historical records, her name is actually Amestrius. Like, When they look back, because, you know, we mentioned this a couple months ago, that some people believe that the Bible is not actually real, but it's actually just a list of, what's the word? Like parables. These Mm. people are used to portray something, but they were not really real people. So the fact that they were able to find her just under a different name, Amestrius, is very interesting. And I thought you guys might want to know that in case someone told you there was never a queen Vashti married to King Xerxes, which, by the way, Xerxes is said to be his Actual name, Xerxes first. So if you guys were wondering, that's a nice fact you can throw at someone today.
1: Hashtag fact from Zoe, guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to stick around, we'll be asking you guys a question, also in the sa- in a similar vein to this. You guys don't want to miss it, so stick around. 180 degrees on Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. So this week on the Bible quiz, we have an interesting question for you that you guys may not have even known was a question at all so like i mentioned in the bible fact queen esther was the second wife of king xerxes but her name was not always esther her uncle actually knew her by a different name what is that name now this one's a bit tricky i myself only became aware of this a couple weeks ago you know i'm doing the bible in a year plan with my dad and I saw this and I was like, wow, you know, I've been reading the Bible for years and I've never seen this. So for a tip for you guys, because this one is a little hard. If you want the answer, it is found in the book of Esther in chapter two, verses seven. So if you want to participate, you can send us a WhatsApp being her name, which is 81 Or you can SMS us at three seven nine eight eight. Now let's just give you guys a short break and we will be back to give you the answer and say goodbye.
1: 180 Degrees on I Am Youth Movement.
2: Follow us on Facebook today. I Am Radio. So for you guys who were listening before we took this short break, we asked you guys what the other name of Queen Esther, who was the second wife of King Xerxes, the second wife we know about, what her real name was. Her uncle referred to her by this name for the first time, and I'm not sure if he referred to her again, but in Esther's second in chapter 2, verses 7. Now, a lot of people participated, and we have one answer, even though we got many responses. And that name is Hadassah, which is completely different to Esther. Didn't you know that, though? I didn't. Are you
1: playing no, with me? No, we're serious, because um, my friend's daughter's name is Hadassah. I didn't know that. it means Esther. Like, that's their interpretation.
2: I honestly had no idea. That's yeah. so interesting.
1: It's a weird name, though. Like, because <laughs> they, they wanted to have, like... um. A name that no one else has. So they named the child Adasa.
2: Okay, that was a beautiful motive of theirs. But yeah, thank you guys all for participating. We give you guys all great marks for, you know, answering correctly. But we are at the end of our show. So we're going to have to say goodbye now. But we will be back again next week with another fun-filled show that you guys don't want to miss.
1: Exactly, guys. It's always just so sad to say goodbye. But from myself and Zoe, we are... Out.
2: Tweet us at I
0: am Y Movement.